Welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 6 of Family Ties. This episode is titled Fabric Smarts, and it originally aired on October 25th, 1984. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hello, how are you? Good, doing very good. How are you doing? Good. Well, I was going to ask you, do you have your Fabric Smarts? You know, I have very little fabric smarts, actually. <laughs> oh, you were more the book smarts kind of guy? I mean, we do know you were a valedictorian. Yeah, and, and no, no street smarts either. Oh, no street smarts? Yeah, just just the book smarts. That's pretty much all I got, I think. Right. <laughs> I don't know where uh, video game smarts come in. I think that's... Fun smarts. Fun smarts. <laughs> I got a lot of fun smarts. <laughs> right. Definitely. I know how to have a good a good time. Yeah, I can I can relax really really well. It's actually nice. a talent. Oh, like, okay. Janelle, before I met her, had a really hard time relaxing. Like she was kind of a workaholic. She would relax by cleaning and stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like when you relax, you got to do nothing. Right. Cleaning is the worst relaxation technique. I know, and, and <laughs> I've helped her to, you know, kind of meet me in the middle there a little bit. Okay. I'm probably a little too much on that end, but, you know. So maybe it's recreational smarts. Yes, that's it. That's <laughs> the way to put it. That sounds much better than, like, just being, like, you know, I don't yeah. want work smarts. Do you know, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my dad, who most of his career as an adult was a, a teacher and then moved on to being a principal, uh, an elementary school principal for several years, uh, but he went his college degree, his original bachelor's degree, uh, was he majored in recreation. <laughs> I, I kid you not. You did mention that just a couple weeks ago. Oh, I may have. That's probably true. Anyway, he worked at the YMCA and did stuff there. That's why. But, you know, That's it, it so runs cool. in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> Your family has had some of the coolest and most, like, different jobs and hobbies and interests and <laughs> you know stores and we like to keep it interesting yeah my parents own a toy store my brother owns a room escape now so, so crazy yeah they keep it fun yeah and just, i have a record label yeah <laughs> having you know camp hosts for so yeah many different years and different places and yep so cool we like to keep it interesting <laughs> The fact that your dad used to have like a, a teaching job and he would backpack out, do his job, and then come back and backpack back in. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's it's perfect. It does sound pretty incredible, but, you know, hopefully you didn't get back after dark because then, you know, you're traipsing through the woods on a path and it's dark. and Oh, he could take that thing in the dark. No problem. That. Uh -huh. I mean, sometimes even without flashlight, if there's a good moon, you don't even need, like, because he just knew the trail. Huh. You know. Just like the back of his hand. Exactly. He's all, like, Phil, where we're going, we don't need lights. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't as fast, but I was in elementary school, to be fair. You know, oh, sure. So. <laughs> Your stride was a little shorter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so cool. Sha-la-la-la! Well, you know what else is cool? Family Ties. Family Ties is cool. And on top of that, uh, we have a few interesting little news bits before we get to this week's um, actual episode. We've got a couple things to talk about here up okay. front. So first of all, this is something you're aware of because I just posted about it. But a big Family Ties uh, news event happened in my house today. Well, actually this past week. What is it? Well, that is that uh, I would try to go and we're supposed to record earlier this week, right. although listeners will have no idea because it's coming out on the right day. But we were supposed to record earlier and I couldn't get CBS All Access to like work. It was it was down and I looked and other people were having issues with it as well. I could not get the episode to work. I like to watch it right before we record. Right. So, you know, it is procrastination a bit. But if I watch it too far ahead of time, then I forget about it and, right. you know, no, I have to have it fresh. Fresh, yeah. I had actually just watched it about half an hour before you and I texted. Yeah, because then, you know, you got everything in there. So we wound up having to postpone recording until I could figure it out. Well, eventually we got it up and going. But 
I did not want to have this situation happen again. So Janelle and I were looking and found the complete series of Family Ties on DVD. And it's like the special edition one that comes. It looks like it's a photo album. It's really great. And it, it, the whole thing, it feels like photo album material and all the... The discs are in different pages of the album by by season. It's super cool. It's got a whole disc of special features, and I cannot wait to try it out. So now, if uh, the thing is down, well, I don't have to worry about it because we canceled our CBS All Access subscription. (laughs) That's the best ever. I know. Now, it wasn't super cheap to get this, and it's actually an older set. It released in 2013, oh, but they wow. still had new copies of it available on Amazon. Okay. It's possible it's cool. marked up a bit. I don't know from the oh. original price. But the amount of money we save, yes. you know, well, it'll it'll pay for itself eventually. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, four more seasons of us doing the show alone are... Yeah, 10 bucks a month. Yeah. So there you go. Adds up super quick. So, but, so I watched your videos, and it, it's a really cool set. Yeah. The, like when you were flipping through the pages and stuff, it was kind of quick, so it was really hard for me. I had to put it in slow motion. But there was a <laughs> lot of really cool like photos and stuff from the different episodes and look like a lot of writing and stuff. So hopefully maybe like fun little tidbits or whatever from the season. Well, and plus it very clearly lays out the episode order so you know what's on each disc, which is nice, you know. Yes. And um, yeah, it's really, really nice. And it looks like a photo album. The one problem I have with it is it's huge. And it's really long, and it doesn't fit on any of the shelves we keep DVDs on. So the only shelf it would actually fit on is where we do keep photo albums. So it may have to just live with our actual photo albums. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's, you know, Alex B. Keaton is your friend. And yeah, so, so, you know. Just goes right in there with the rest. Almost goes with the family. I think so. That may be what we have to do here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So that's exciting. And yeah. and. and I'm, I'm secure from here on out. Now, listeners who are uh, following along with us, hopefully, you know, you can either get your own set or you can still watch it on CBS All Access. I'm not, you know, poo-pooing the subscription, but I like to just, I, you know, as a as a host, I got to make sure that I'm secure and know that I can always watch it when I need to. And now I've got access to it anytime I want. Anytime, so, any place, and anywhere. That's right. But uh, CBS All Access is actually switching to Paramount. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what that app's going to look like, if the price will change, what the structure is going to look like. So, you know, it's I think it happens in March, right? Yeah, I think so. So that, that's the other thing we figured is once that gets established and we see, because there are things I'll, I want to watch on it, but once that all changes, you know, we may want to relook at getting it again. But it's a good time to take a break if nothing else. Yeah, exactly. Save a little bit of money right now. Yeah, he'll pay off the the new box set. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exciting thing number one. Now number two, um, you know, last week we heard from uh, our we got our first ever letter from Chris in South Africa. Yes, and uh, which is very exciting. We haven't heard back from Chris yet, but you know, giving him time and you know, no pressure. That's that's fine. But we yeah. did get another listener mail, which is legitimate. But it is someone that I know, but it's still legitimate, so it's okay. Yes. It counts. Yes, that's awesome. It counts. So uh, we're going to read um, another listener mail. So if anybody else wants to write that, they would address it through the Alex B. Keaton is my friend Gmail? I, I would recommend that. Alex B. Keaton okay. is my friend at gmail.com, yes. Awesome. Yes, or of course you could write to us on Facebook, send us a message there. That's also an easy way to get in touch. Perfect. So who is it? What's, so, what's it say? Here we go. Well, I'm going to read it. Um, It'll reveal at the end who it is here. I'm going to read it exactly as written here. The title of the email or the subject of the email is Night Court. Ooh, somebody who likes Night Court like I do. Yes. It says, hi, guys. I had to write in because I will definitely forget to tell Phil in person. Hello, Alex P. Keaton is my friend podcast fans. It's longtime listener and special guest star of the show, Janelle. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she did write into the email address, so it counts. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and Janelle was a guest host a couple of times in the early season, so um, there you go. But she says, so I wanted to tell you I loved watching Night Court. I know Phil said he was a little young to understand the jokes, but I thought it was hilarious. And we were both born in 1978. I guess I was just able to understand the humor a little better. I'm so advanced for my age. And then she did a silly face. Um 
I have to comment there. It's because I married an older woman. That's why. We were both born in 1978, but she's six months older than me. And, you know, cognitively, that makes a big difference at that age. Oh, sure. Well, especially, you know, females always are a little more advanced than men. Exactly. So that's why she was laughing at Night Court, and I was watching, I don't know, Danger Mouse or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) She she goes on to say, I'm also surprised Phil didn't love Night Court because court TV, such as People's Court, Judge Judy, etc., are like his favorite shows to watch in hotels, which is true. Mm, Uh, I do love that stuff. Judge Alex, Judge Joe Brown, Judge Marilyn Mignon, Judge Judy, all of those. Judge Judge Mathis. (laughs) Oh, Let's yeah, not forget. James Mathis, I forgot. Oh, great. Uh, do you watch court TV ever, Keith? Uh, rarely, because we don't have, like, real TV. So ah, in, yeah. when I'm in a hotel, I typically don't watch a lot of TV still. So, See, and that's, to me, like, the one one of the coolest parts of being in a hotel is watching hotel TV, because ha- they have access to stuff we don't have at home. So you never yeah, know what you're going to get. That's true. That's true. I need to be better. Well, it, it's, I mean, they have cable without you having to pay for cable, or they have broadcast TV without you having to worry about if you get reception at home or not. It's it's pretty great. And they have court TV during the day. <laughs> I don't think we're usually at the hotels for the most part during the day. Well, that's true. That is true. But Judge Judy comes on at like five in the evening. So a lot of times we're back by then, you know. I mean, I've seen most of those kinds of shows and, you know, I do <laughs> love them. They're always fun. They're entertaining and the people that they get are crazy. So, yes, that's yeah, the best. It definitely, definitely makes it a worthwhile watch. My all time favorite um, People's Court episode, because People's Court was like the first one I ever watched. Because yeah, I used to watch it as a kid with my parents, and Judge Wapner oh, yeah. was the uh, was the judge at the time. And I'll never forget. There was one we watched when I was a kid, and this guy. I mean, it sounds very morbid, but it, it was hilarious. There's a guy that was suing his friend, and he had his dog was sick, and you know whatever was was ill, was not going to make it, and he had come to the decision he had to put his dog down, but he couldn't bear to do it himself. So he gave his friend twenty bucks to and, you know for him to go take the dog to the to the vet and have it put down. And the friend, being the enterprising young man that he was, pocketed the twenty bucks and backed over the dog in the driveway. Oh no! And the whole court case was about this, and this I guess was an early forming of my somewhat off sense of humor because my mom and I were watching and I just remember cackling with her. We thought it was like the funniest thing ever. And you know, it's, it's a little morbid, but at the same time, you got to like give the guy credit. He's like, well, I could take care of that. Why do I got 20 bucks to the guy when I can just keep it myself? That's so sad though. (laughs) He ran over the dog. (laughs) I know it's terrible, but at the same time, you know, He got the job done, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he made 20 bucks. That's right. I don't remember the outcome of the case, but it, early, it was an early one that cemented my love of the the uh, the court TV. So <laughs> Judge shows, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember staying home sick, and that was always one of the ones you would watch because, you know, you'd go through the whole, uh, unfortunately, there'd be soap operas. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, there was always the best part of the day, which was Price is Right, and then right. the soap operas, bleh. And then the judge shows would come on. Yeah, it's the and best. And then, you know, cartoons after that. So it was. it's always a win-win then. It's like the programmers of TV back then knew, like, they were punishing the kids who were staying home. Yes. Oh, you think you're going to watch TV when you're not at school? Well, here's a bunch of soap operas. That'll, sh- <laughs> that'll show you not to go to school. So- soap operas, and then there would always be commercials for, like, DeVry or Debbie Dutzen's uh, School oh, of yeah. Truck Driving. And- yep. Of course, you got the Jacoby and Myers yes. or uh, whatever you know, lawyer guy. Larry H. Parker. Larry H. Parker. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Jacoby and Myers. Yep. Yeah, both of those. Cal Worthington, the car oh, guy, and his dog Spot. Yeah, go see Cal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I we were watching the same stuff. Cal. Yeah. I didn't either. I didn't know <laughs> as a kid what it was saying, but now I know that's what he says. Yes, yes. <laughs> that guy, I saw a video from him, and it had to have been early 2000s, and he looked terrible, like a corpse. Oh, yeah. He was that bad, all, really bad makeup, and, you know, as the, the TV cameras and stuff got better and you could actually see him a little more closely. Uh, you know, he just caked on makeup and 
he didn't care anymore. And he was like, I don't want to be here with the tiger. I don't care. <laughs> Just come buy a car. <laughs> but did you go see him? That's the question. I never did. Oh, never sad. did. I saw him on TV for too many years. I didn't. I wasn't in the uh, the age range to buy a car from him. Well, there was also one. What was the one that something, 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 Firestone exit, Southgate. Do you remember that one? Yes. That was another car one. I can't remember what it was, though. Cerritos. Cerritos, Cerritos. Auto Center. That's it. Yeah. That's right. And so for a little while after Janelle and I were married, we lived in Cerritos, like about a mile from the Cerritos <laughs> Auto Center. We didn't uh-huh. actually buy a car there, but whenever we would drive past it, we would sing that song, you know. Cause nice. It's cool. <laughs> so Heidi and I still sing the LJ Snow Ford, Lacadina and Laurel in the heart of Colton. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't exist anymore. That dealership is gone. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you're keeping the memory alive. That's good. Yeah, every time we drive by. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not very often, but, you know, when we do, when we you do. sing the song. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, afternoon TV was the best. It really, really was. I mean, there's just... It's a special time that you don't always get, so it's special when you get to have it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Kids nowadays, they don't even know what it is. They don't know. They just get to watch whatever they want, whenever they want to. Yep, and they're sick, and they just lay on the couch and stream whatever they want. Yep. Man, if I, as if we had known that as kids, though, can you imagine? Like that's science fiction. Oh yeah. That you would be able to. I mean, just nuts. Yeah, that you would have you know ten thousand shows to watch at your fingertip. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, that's and, crazy. I can't fathom that. And, like, without commercials? Like, they watch <laughs> yeah. stuff without commercials. They barely yeah. know. They only know about commercials because of watching it at hotels, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when uh, we watch, um, I'm trying to think what we watch, but it was something. Oh, it was through, like, the IMDb channel or something. We were watching old reruns of The Addams Family. Oh, yeah. T- Tessa's four, and she's like, why, why you turn off the show? And I go, no, no, I didn't turn it off. It's just a commercial. It'll come back in a minute, but they're going to show you like a couple of other little clips and then they bring the show back. And she just is like, okay, what? if you say so. Show's weird. <laughs> yeah. She's like, this is so dumb. But she's she likes the old black and white Adams family. I, my kids really do too. That's funny. Oh, it's a good show. I love it. Yeah. Oh, kids nowadays, they don't oh, even know how good they have Don't it. know. <laughs> well, my kids have at least a little bit of a clue because I do make them watch stuff on VHS and listen to records and things of that nature. So they, you know, read physical books, stuff like that. Whoa, what's a physical book? Yeah, it's it's a thing with pages and not <laughs> oh. on the internet. It's it's crazy. Oh, my Mac has pages. Oh yeah, it's like that except for made <laughs> okay. of paper. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's a long story. I'll have to tell you about it later. You know? Okay. We'll do that one off air. <laughs> well, back to Janelle's letter here. She said, anyway, just had to weigh in on Night Court. Love the show and enjoying listening to you guys. I miss Keith coming over and watching it in person, but Aww. hopefully better days are ahead and we can do that again soon. Love, Janelle, parentheses, Phil's wife. <laughs> in case nobody knew that she was your wife. Yes, just in case. In case nice. that they didn't get that. Well. I do miss hanging out. Uh, so we got a letter. Yay. That's, we're two for two now. I know. It's great. Two I don't know. It's two letters. It's going to be tough to keep up this this type of pace here. We'll see. <laughs> oh, man. This is incredible, though. I feel like we really have like momentum going. Yeah. Other people should write in. Hopefully they will. I mean, you know, we'll see. We did have uh, some engagement from some new people on some posts we made recently. So I know they're out oh, there. Nice. I know they're out there. So if you're yeah. out there, let us know. Alex P. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com or you can message us on Facebook. And we'll, we'll read those comments and stuff too, right? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. That counts. Uh, it absolutely counts. <laughs> Someday, like, we have reviews, but nobody's left any comments in the reviews either on our um, Apple podcast. So, if we get a comment, yes, we'll, we'll read, read that. that. Absolutely. Sha-la-la-la. Well, you know what else we love is watching Family Ties. We do love it. Yeah, we had a new episode, and uh, it was called Fabric Smarts. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty great. <laughs> Which is so you... crazy. <laughs> uh, let's see whose turn is it to uh, to go through. I forget. It's yours. Is it me? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, let me tell you about this episode. 
Um, we open up not in the Keaton household, but in a store, and the store has a great name. I wrote it down. What was it called? The store is called Alphabet Soup. Oh, really? Yeah. At least that's the sign that's hanging above the door. I'm pretty sure that's what it was indicating there. Huh. Um, it's definitely like a 1980s mall store. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Like, right off the bat. Like, it just looks like a store from a mall in the 80s. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> yes. A lot of pastel pinks and blues. Oh, so great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mallory is working at the store. She's got a job there. And she starts out, she's helping uh, a lady there who um, knows her name, first of all. And would like to point out that throughout the episode, all the customers that she interacts with all know her by name. Oh, yeah. And I was asking Janelle, like, you know, because I went to a mall sometimes. But Janelle, being a teenager in the early 90s and stuff, you know, she went to the mall a lot. And I was like, how many of the um, clerks at the stores you went to did you know uh, on a name name basis, first name basis, you know? And uh-huh. she said none. She did oh, not know really? any of them. Yeah. None was the answer? <laughs> none was the answer. <laughs> so I thought that was, that was an interesting thing there. Well, Janelle grew up in bigger towns, though. You know, that's the malls true. Were bigger than the one maybe in um, Ohio where they live. I guess that's possible. That's it's and maybe Mallory just had that kind of impression on everyone. You know, everyone knows her by name. Yeah. Well, they just love uh, that first lady when she rolls up to the counter. She's like, "Okay, you know, you got a blouse and a dress and this." And she listed off like twelve things, and the lady's like, "Yeah, I'm really." kicking myself i feel like i should go get that sequin number two yeah well and she asked mallory do you think i've got enough and mallory's like well you know that'll cover you for the weekend and the lady's <laughs> like well if i don't go out anywhere it will and <laughs> so mallory is actually really good at this job she's a good sales clerk and so alex and skippy show up it's time alex is going to give her a ride home and uh, mallory's not done yet because she's helping the customer and alex is of course very impatient Skippy says he'll wait for her forever, though. He's still obviously very in love with her. <laughs> and um, he <laughs> it, he starts looking through the rack, and was it Mallory? No, Mallory's boss comes over and asks what he's doing. I forget the exact sequence, but one way or another, he his made-up excuse is he's shopping for his mother. And he pulls out a, a thing off the rack, and it's a, a very uh, skimpy negligee. <laughs> and Alex is like, you bought that? You're getting that for your mother? And he's like, oh, I'm thinking of getting a hat for her as well. You know? <laughs> oh, so gross. Uh, I know, but I love Skippy so much. Yes, he's the best. <laughs> so um, eventually, you know, they, they go home, and uh, the parents, rest of the family's waiting there, and we find out that Mallory's deal is that, uh, you know, the parents are letting her have this job as long as she keeps her grades up. And we find out that her test in geometry that day, she got a D, a 62% D. And so she comes home, they're hearing about how great she did the job, and then she shows them the test, and they're very unhappy with it, and and they, oh, by the way, Elise is back, I forgot to mention. She just, and she's still visibly pregnant looking. Yes. But she looks great. I did a little bit of peeking ahead to try to figure out what's going on here because we're guessing a lot. Uh-huh. There's a there's several more episodes coming where she's not in it again, and then she'll oh. be in one, and then she's not in it again until actually you know the baby comes. So what our best guess is is that they shot some of them, mm-hmm. maybe out of sequence a little bit, and this is the you know we're watching in the correct order, but they probably did some to kind of spread it out so you didn't notice her gone so long. You know, yep. in other words, if they did eight episodes in a row where she's gone, everyone would be like, oh, she's not on the show anymore. But if they, you know, stall and spread them out a little bit, then it couple looks here, like she's a couple still there part kind of yeah. thing. Yep. That um, makes sense. Because she all, I mean, she does look great, but she doesn't look like she's only, you know, five weeks away from, from giving birth yet. She still looks like she's a little earlier on. Yep. So um, that, that kind of stands up to that logic there. So we're going to see her gone again a couple episodes, and she'll be back, and then gone again until uh, the baby arrives. So well, that's what we're I did laugh at. because, you know, she was on bed rest the last two weeks so when the doctor said she couldn't get up. And then this week she's out going on a walk in the evening. And, <laughs> right. All right, we'll be back in an hour, so we're going to go for a walk. Yeah, like, that bed rest worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden she's ready to go again. <laughs> Well, she's also her same feisty self because she has decided that since Mallory's not keeping her grades up, Steven's on board with it too as well at this point, that uh, she's going to have to quit the job. And Mallory's very upset. She comes to Alex and asks him 
if he will do her a favor and help her to get her grades up so that maybe they can make a deal with the parents to um, for her to keep her job. And Alex, you know, he's hesitant at first, but they kind of appeal to his ego. Uh, Jennifer kind of joins in and say like, oh, you could convince mom and dad to do anything. And they eventually get him to do it. And he goes and proposes that he'll tutor Mallory. And if she can get three B's in a row, that she could keep the job. To which the parents sort of reluctantly agree. Oh, yeah. And uh, so then we've got, you know, some some studying happening. And Mallory comes home with a B. Alex is very excited. And everyone's happy. I think she gets two Bs in a row. Yeah. And then we find out that she's not going to be able to study that night because there's a big sale happening. And she's promised to go into work. And Alex is like, oh, it's no problem. I'll come in with you and study at the job, you know. And that turns out to be a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it did not work well. It did not. This story, it, it basically looked like a Black Friday sale before they had Black Friday sales. Yes. Um, all the, the ladies there are going nuts. Uh, we meet another... What is the lady's name that was... The other one that knew her name? Bunny? Bunny's the name <laughs> of the actress, I think. Oh, Mrs. Willis is the owner of the store. So Mrs. Binney is the one that... Uh, that was shopping for her daughter, I think she said. Right, getting her a robe. Yes. Oh, and, yes. and Skippy came along for some reason, too. I guess he wanted to hang right. out with Mallory again. Any chance he can. That's right. And so <laughs> Alex is struggling, trying to get Mallory to study while she's working. Eventually, there's a bit of a mix-up where Skippy and Alex walk into a, a, a dressing room they thought Mallory was in, but it's where Mrs. Binney was at. <laughs> and, and she screams, of course, and kicks him out. And Skippy says, I think I'm in love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is fantastic. Oh, boy. This is not a high point for uh, Skippy socially this episode, but he no. was he was very funny. <laughs> so anyway, the ladies who are ready to check out are crowding around Mallory. Alex is trying to get in there and get her to two to give answers. Mrs. Binney comes out and she shoves to the front and everyone just is going crazy like chaos. Alex has to climb out from under the ladies and hide under a display because it's just so crazy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but eventually they come home. Alex is telling the parents, you know, how great she did. And she's uh, she's so good at her job. And we're awaiting now to see what her grade is. And she comes home and he's all excited. And she got a C. I think it was a C minus. Yeah. And it wasn't good enough. And, you know, they say she's going to have to quit. And she's very sad. But Steven appeals to Elise and says, you know, she's working really hard. Maybe we should get another chance. Actually, a really great bit. With the two of them where she's like, I know what you're going to say. And he's like, you don't know what I'm going to say. And then she says everything he says as he's going to say it. <laughs> that was so awesome. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and it's not completely unbelievable. Janelle has done that type of thing to me before. Oh. Um, the other thing I'm really famous for doing, like if we watch old home videos, and you know this is something that happened 15 years ago and we're watching it. As we watch it, something will happen, and I'll say out loud in our living room, oh, this whatever quote about it. And I, 15 years ago, will then proceed to say the exact same joke that I made, <laughs> like word for word, even though I didn't, I haven't seen this in 15 years. So that's consistency at its best. It is. And it happens more often than you'd expect because Audrey loves, Audrey and Luke both love watching home videos, and it happens Aww. all the time. Aww. We're terrible parents because we have, like, no home videos. Wow. Well, we went the opposite direction. Our kids are better documented than most modern U.S. presidents. <laughs> uh, like, we have hours and hours and thousands and thousands of pictures. So, you know. Well, hopefully they're not going to want to go into politics. No, because we've got uh, everything on them, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, we do have videos and stuff, but it's mostly... Uh, you know, we have a lot of pictures, and then we had an old video camera, and it put it on those tapes. Yeah. And we have a couple of those, but, yeah, I don't, we don't, I mean, there, we have videos now on our phones, but. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's a lot easier now, and looking back, it's funny because. Janelle and the kids, like, Janelle wanted to show them how to do scrapbooking because she's one of the things we've been doing is organizing stuff out of the garage and kind of trying to clean up stuff. And we got out all of Janelle's scrapbooking stuff, which she hasn't done in a while because everything's digital now. Oh, yeah. And so she's showing the kids, and she has like a bunch of pictures of Audrey, like physical pictures to put in a scrapbook, but very few of Luke 
because all of Luke's are all digital, and we have them, but we yeah. just have to physically print them up for him. Yep. Whereas with Audrey back then, even though it was just a couple of years apart, you know, when she was first born, we were still like developing film and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, did you hear that Costco is actually closing all of their photo centers and every one of their stores now? No, really. Yeah, you can send it away because they'll still have a processing center, but. Um, it's a mail-in kind of thing, or you know, you can order stuff digitally through them, and then they'll print it and send it to you. That's crazy. Yeah, they're closing all their photo centers now. I mean, to be fair, when so Janelle decided, you know, she's printing up pictures so Luke can do his scrapbook stuff. She just did it online. I, I don't know, whatever company, you know. Yeah, we're not going into a place to do that when they can just no. send it to our house. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to leave. You upload and yeah, just click on all the pictures you want, and then yeah. you're done. Make them three by fives, and uh, here, here's my address. Yeah, and I, it costs pennies, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it's nothing, nothing. Remember, it used to be so expensive oh, to drop yeah. it off at those, you know, the Kodak uh, film centers, absolutely little kiosks. <laughs> when I went, uh, I was a junior in high school. Like before my the summer before my junior year, we did like a class trip with my Spanish class to Europe. For a couple of weeks. It was like a big thing. You know, we raised money for months beforehand and, and went on this trip. Oh, yeah. And the, my parents' deal was, because, you know, I had a little film camera, a little 35 millimeter camera. And their deal was, like, in all the pictures I took, if I had people in them, like, either myself or my friends, they would pay to develop the pictures. Because they didn't want just a <laughs> bunch of pictures of, like, buildings and stuff they didn't care about. You know, they wanted to right. see me and my friends in those pictures. And so I wound up taking, this is no joke, 12 rolls of film and filled them all. <laughs> and they approved of this ahead of time. And in every picture, there's a picture of either me or one of my friends. And I like to think that I like helped to popularize the selfie long before it was a thing. Because in order to get them to develop it, I held the camera out so I was in all the pictures. <laughs> so that my parents would pay for the development later on. And so oh, sometimes yeah. I got other people to take them, but at least half of them are at my with my arm holding it out there like that. And, uh, and they you couldn't pay- see it, so I'm sure all of those are crazy. There's some there's some that came out really, really good, and there's lots of stuff with my thumb in it and stuff. But that's, <laughs> yeah. that was part like of what happened of back then. You know? or- yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome yeah and i think i mean it was over a hundred dollars worth of processing when we got back so i want to say it was like 10 bucks a roll to get it developed yeah something like that it's it's crazy and now i fire off you know 50 pictures of you know if the kids do a good job baking a cake and i get it from every angle you know oh yeah and even when you want to get them developed now it's like what two cents a picture i think if if you have a coupon code, it's even cheaper. Yeah, you can get them for real cheap. Yeah. Oh it's, man, I don't miss film. I don't either. I mean, it's it's an interesting, fun part of our history, but I definitely feel like we traded up there. <laughs> oh yeah, we have boxes of, of pictures, and I'm like, what are we gonna do with it? Because we we didn't put them in photo albums. Right. We didn't label them. So how do yeah. I post this on Facebook? You know, <laughs> exactly. I got to take a picture of a picture. Yeah, <laughs> I literally did that picture first. I found a picture of our kids with uh, with my grandma, and I took a picture of it and texted it to my grandpa because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted him to see it. But I'm not going to mail him a picture, you know. No, no. Sha la la la. So I don't know how we got on that, but (laughs) where were we again? (laughs) Let's see. They're back at the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The parents are... Stephen and Elise are are considering letting Mallory keep the job. Elise wants to put her foot down, but Stephen says, I don't know. And Mallory comes in, and she's about to um, call to quit because she is holding up her end of the deal. And Elise jumps in and stops her, wrestles the phone away from her. Keep in mind, like you said, this is a week after she's on bed rest, but she's here wrestling the phone away. (laughs) (laughs) And um, eventually, like, they explain to Mallory they're going to let her have one more chance. Um, But, you know, that maybe, um, you know, having a C average and having a job is as good as having a B average and no job. Exactly. And And being good at her job. And being good at her job. Because that's the thing. Well, she has this actually very, like you know, a a heartfelt explanation that like at the job, she's good and people don't think of her as dumb or whatever. They think of her as a smart person and they come to her for advice. And she really likes that feeling of, you know, being in a place where she understands uh, what she's doing. Yeah. And people Um, appreciate her. It's like Alex says earlier in the episode, he tells her that she doesn't have, you know, book smarts like 
but she does have fabric smarts. She knows the stuff. <laughs> she knows what what plaids go with stripes or whatever, and and she's good at that. So finally, at the very end of the episode, Alex comes down and he's like trying to make come up with another deal. He's like, all right, double or nothing. She comes home with a hundred percent on the next test, or she has to move out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they just of course, don't shake their head at them. They don't go for the deal. That's right. They, but we do not get a freeze frame at the end. It kind of just fades out on them shaking their heads. Yeah, I so. made sure to note that as well because I was like, "Oh, no freeze frame, no freeze frame." Yep. And that's the episode. And it was so much fun. It really was. It was a good like we haven't had a good Mallory centered episode in a while. No, and I felt like Jennifer was in this episode probably twice as much as usual. Yeah. Because she's she hasn't been in it a lot at all lately. I know there's laws and stuff, and I don't know what they were back in the '80s. But you know, there's so much schooling that had to take place, right? So much filming you can do, and but yeah, that's right. Because her whole subplot was she was really good at getting the baby to kick, and uh, Stephen could not. No matter what he would tell jokes or stories, <laughs> the baby wouldn't respond. But every time Jennifer would walk by, the baby would kick. So. <laughs> It's a good little little subplot there. Yeah, he's trying to basically uh, just... I think he was boring the baby to sleep every time. Although I always wanted to hear the punchline of the jokes he would start out with, you know? Like, (laughs) well, where is this going to go? And then he never never actually said them. (laughs) No, they probably weren't going to be appropriate. (laughs) So, yeah, I I thought it was really good. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, me too. It was fun to see uh, Mallory kind of in her element and doing what she liked and... You know, she told her mom and dad at one point, you know, I sold $300 in clothing today and, you know, I'm really good at it. And we're starting to see her like full on 80s fashion. I mean, the clothes in the store, the what people were wearing and buying, like oh, this yeah. was even for me who I don't really notice that kind of stuff. Like this was this was prime example of some of that stuff. <laughs> yes, it was. Sha-la-la-la. So we did have some guest stars in this episode. Oh, there was a bunch. We only have three that were credited. All the ladies at the store that were fighting over stuff, they did not get credits. Only the people who had lines and specific names. Mm. So. Okay. So first we had Doris Bilak, who played Mrs. Willis. She's the owner of the store. Okay. And she's in a ton of stuff. 85 credits um, to her name. A lot of stuff. Like, she was in a bunch of episodes of Law & Order as a judge. So she had a repeating stuff there. She was a voice on... Um, she was Mayor Tippy Dink on Doug, the TV show. Hmm. Um, she was in Naked Gun 33 and a third. Oh, wow. That's one of your favorites. I love it, yes. I love it. <laughs> That's from the movie, but yeah. Uh, I love Naked Gun. Leslie Nielsen is fantastic. Um, she was in What About Bob? Lots of stuff. A TV series wow. called... Family album, um, which is interesting. Huh. Family I, album. I've never heard of it. It was a short run. I think she was in like all of them and it was only uh it was only on for a little bit. But someone interesting was in it, if I remember correctly. It's Peter Scolari and it's uh created by the people who made friends. Oh wow. Um, but it was it didn't last very long, so Peter Scolari, he's the guy from Bosom Buddies, yes. right? The other oh, nice. the other buddy. Kip. It was Kip, right? Kip. I don't know. Kip and... What was his name? What was uh, Tom Hanks' name? Tom Hanks. Kip Wilson. Oh, Tom Hanks was Kip Wilson and Buffy. Uh, Peter Scolari was Henry Desmond or Hildegard. Hildegard, yes, right. (laughs) Hildy. Hildy. Buffy and Hildy. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great show. Yeah. So let's see. It was a good show. Uh, so Doris Black also, so she had a great run of movies like in the early nineties slash late eighties opportunity knocks with Dana Carvey, she devil, which is like up until fairly recently, the only movie I really liked with Meryl Streep in it, batteries not included. Oh, that's a great yes. movie. She was also in Remington Love steel, not included. um, lots of, lots of stuff. Um, she was in, uh, uh, speaking of soap operas, she was in 52 episodes of one life to live. Oh wow! So and that's only like one season though. Yeah, it? that's that's like I don't know a couple weeks, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. A couple weeks. <laughs> um, she was in the the family TV show with uh, Meredith Baxter before Family Ties. Oh, nice! But this is her only episode of 
uh, family ties. So I don't know, like, the status of Mallory's job after this. What's well, like Alex's job at the bank? Yeah, maybe we just don't. We don't know. We don't see any more about it. No. Nope. So I was really happy for Mallory, but I guess she could still work there, and we just don't see her boss. So that, that could work. Yeah, she might just say, "Oh, I was at the store." Let's see. Up next, we had Barbara, and Barbara, I'm pretty sure, is the lady she was helping at the beginning of the episode. Um, okay. The one who she sold her a bunch of stuff. Allison Laplaca was her name. Um, she has 43 credits, not as much stuff, but she was on a lot of shows you're familiar with, like Grey's Anatomy, oh, wow. Malcolm in the Middle, Friends. Um, she was on the John Larroquette show. I knew there was a John Larroquette somewhere in here tonight. Nice. Remington Steele as well. Um, she was, this is her biggest one to me. She's in the movie Fletch. Uh, with Chevy oh, Chase, yeah. she's the Pan Am clerk uh, at the airport that's helping him out, and I love Fletch and Fletch Lives. Have you watched Fletch Lives? I don't think I have. Oh my god! I don't know that I've seen all of Fletch either. Though. Oh well, this this is a movie that we need to maybe visit here because Fletch is amazing. I need you to watch this and Fletch Lives. Yeah. Sometimes I might even put Fletch Lives above Fletch. I mean, it's that good. Oh, wow. They, they, they jostle back and forth. Sequels are typically not that I good, know. And especially some of his. Well, it's divisive. Some people really didn't like it, but I loved it. Um, real quick, I'll just say this is her only appearance on Family Ties. Barbara is not a recurring character. Just so I, oh, so I finished her off there. Before we, I tell you, Fletch, the first one, I mean, you're familiar with it a little bit. But the second yeah. one, he actually infiltrates like a, a televangelist group. And so it depends on, I suppose, your level of interest in that type of thing. But it is amazing, like the way he takes them down and just some of the behind the scenes stuff with it. And it is so, so, so funny. I I love it. I absolutely love those movies. I definitely want to check that out. Speaking of movies with uh, one sequel that came out in the 80s, did you get a chance to watch Caddyshack and Caddyshack 2 this week? I didn't. Well, I will just say, it's still a good assignment for you. I did watch them both back-to-back, and um, my evaluation stays pretty much the same. I did mix up one fact, though, that the the gopher, although he is a little bit more animated in this one, he actually does have some animatronic stuff in him in the original. But the big difference with the gopher is he talks in the second one. Oh. <laughs> so that's where we're at the next level of ridiculousness. Um, okay, yeah. all right. So, yeah, I think I'm going to have to find physical copies of it because, or I'll just have to pay for it actually to stream, but. It, I mean, it depends on how excited you are, but it's it's bad. The second one is real bad. <laughs> I do like bad. So Dan Aykroyd's voice that he does, I explained last week that it was weird, but it's beyond weird. Like, I don't understand what he was doing or why they let that stay in the movie. It's awful. In what direction did they give him? Like, hey, make up a, a really crazy, funny I don't voice. Because he's like, talk like this, kind of. I mean, that's not a great oh, example geez. of it, but it's it's worse than that. Imagine, like, huh. it's horrible. <laughs> I still need to check that out. All right. That's your assignment. We just finished Game of Thrones. So, you know, that's taking me like a year to watch or eight months or something. Yeah. And we literally just finished it. So that's going to free up all this extra well, time go. now. That's your, there's your uh, Caddyshack 1 and 2 time and Fletch 1 and 2 right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two episodes. Fletch Lives, however, is actually good, whereas uh, Caddyshack 2 is just terrible. Well, keep that in mind, but I still want to watch it just for continuity purposes. <laughs> all right. Back to our uh, guest stars here. We have one more uh, guest star. Uh, Mrs. Binney was played by Bunny Summers. Uh, her real name is Bunny. <laughs> she has uh, funny. 87 credits to her name. And this is the other one where one of the shows she was in is called Happy Family, which is a show with John Larroquette. Oh, wow. So we've got a lot of Larroquette connections between this and last week. So I don't know. Yes. Uh, she was also in an episode of Seinfeld, The Muffin Tops, which is a fantastic one. Do you remember The Muffin Tops? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of remember that. They decide that the best part of the muffin is the top. So they are going to open a store that just sells the tops of the muffins. It's called (laughs) Top of the Muffin to You. (laughs) Oh, it's fantastic. And then, of course, the problem is that no one wants to eat the muffin bottoms, and so they can't get rid of the muffin bottoms, and there's a whole thing of how do they dispose of those. It's a fantastic (laughs) episode. What are they going to do with them? (laughs) No, you just make the top. 
You can't. Well, they try that, but it doesn't taste the same. It only tastes like a muffin top if you bake the whole thing and then remove the bottom. <laughs> Which I actually like the bottom, too. Well. I mean, the top is obviously better, but. Yeah, well, that's. You, you put enough butter on it, though, then it, it, the bottom is just as it good. It soaks in. That's right. Mm, I want a muffin now. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I'm getting snacky. Yeah, it's late, too. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Definitely not. She was also in uh, Knott's Landing, Saved by the Bell, Married with Children. She was in Big Top Pee Wee, um, oh, which wow. is the uh, you know underrated Pee Wee Herman movie. I still think that's funny. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff. She was in The Wrong Guys with Louis Anderson. She was in Last Starfighter. And finally, she also made an appearance on Night Court. Nice. Yes. Now, as far as her appearance on Family Ties, this is her second of four. We actually had her uh, last year on the episode The Harder They Fall. Oh, that's the one where um, uh, Alex and Mallory, um, are, they have a teacher that's really rude. And I think it's a guy teacher. And so um, Stephen and Elise have to go in and talk with the, the teacher who's being real rude. And she plays Mrs. Stein, which I think is one of the teachers at the school. Um, oh, okay. Remember they go on. I think Steven winds up like punching the teacher, if I remember correctly. Oh, yes. Um, this is season two, episode three. So she was in okay. that, but a different character. She was, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was the uh, the teacher. Or w- Another teacher one of the teachers. or um, And then she has two more uh, appearances, one in 1985 and one all the way in 1988, but all of them as different characters. So huh. we will see her pop up again, but not as Mrs. Binney. And next time when she pops in, we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, she's already done two episodes. That's right. What was that one again? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was the the one where she was the character in the store. Yeah. That's where we're at. (laughs) Fabric Smarts. Oh, remember Fabric Smarts? (laughs) Yeah, that was a great one. It was so funny. really liked uh, seeing Mallory in her element, you know. (laughs) Yeah. That'll be fun. (laughs) So that's Bunny Summers, and those are guest stars. Yay. Sha-la-la-la. So any uh, great quotes or anything that you uh, wanted to bring up about this episode? So one of my favorite jokes in it was when Mallory said, oh, I hooked you up with the Ferguson twins. (laughs) And she's talking to Alex and he's like, they're twins. One of them was a guy and he was (laughs) the cute cute one. one. That's right. She's like, I didn't know. I laughed. (laughs) I had to stop. I had to pause it after that because I was laughing too hard. I missed like the whole next sequence. That was pretty funny. Oh, and then Alex is talking to the parents, and and he said, you know, we have to learn from our mistakes, and blah blah blah. And I think it was Stephen that says, if we were, if we learn from our mistakes, we wouldn't be here listening <laughs> <Yes>. to you. <laughs> I had that one written down too. That was fantastic. Oh, I love it. And then uh, when he was talking about um, adversity and stuff with Mallory, and he's like, Louis Pasteur, he had to study in French. <laughs> Well, there was a lot of great, like, back and forth, especially with, like, Alex and Jennifer yes. and Mallory. Like, a lot of, well, for instance, uh, when, when they're trying to convince Alex to help him out, Mallory says, you can be really cunning, devious, and manipulative when you want to. And he's like, stop trying to butter me up, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I thought it was funny to watch Jennifer really kind of work and manipulate yeah. Alex. She knows. I mean, she as the baby really sister, job. she knows she can get him to do what she wants. She's just as manipulative as he is, but in her own way. Very devious. I like it. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! There was one joke that I thought bore some explanation, especially if we have any younger listeners, and I mean, like, even just a little bit younger, because I actually had to, like, think back to this. I remember this now. I know which one you're talking about. What you, tell me what you think it is. Uh, uh, we'll have to call later when the rates go Yes! Down. <laughs> and I like, I mean, I remember that now, but I was like, oh, I forgot that was how that worked. Yes. Like, so crazy. Like, if you called after 8 p.m. at night or something. Yeah. So, like, when we were going to call my grandparents, we had to wait till later in the evening because that's when it was cheaper to call. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, when did that stop being a thing? Um, I don't, I feel like, you know, when they were doing all those 10, 10, 220 cards and stuff, yeah. you know, you could call. Um, that's when they kind of got away from, like, that different rate the time thing it was either long distance or it wasn't and then and they all the rates started to come down it was only a few cents a minute but you could call like canada for 22 cents a minute or mexico for 32 cents a minute and i was like who is calling 
other countries that, you know, and if you called after midnight, it was only like 18 cents a minute. <laughs> yeah, why are you calling Mexico after midnight? I mean, I guess right? if you have family there and, you know, you've got to tell them yeah. a funny story in the middle of the night, but... It, <laughs> You'd have to wait till the middle gotta of the night. you got to wait. <laughs> it is, it's crazy, though, because that was... I, I have definitely remember that, but it happened. It changed so much. Even before we got cell phones, we used to have to... And that was just for the only ones that were free. The only calls that were free were local calls with your same... It wasn't even the same area code, though. It was like your same region, right? Or was it all the area code? I feel like it had to be like pretty close, like within, you know, I don't know, 30-mile radius yeah. kind of thing, and that was local. Because we lived up in Big Bear, which is, for those that don't know, an isolated mountain community. And we had two, it's not area codes, what do you call the second? You know, you got the first three digits and the second. Oh, prefixes. The prefix, yes. So we had two yeah. prefixes up in Big Bear, and those were all free. But if you wanted to call, like, even down to Redlands, which I think was still the same area code, it cost money. Mm-hmm. So it was it was very limited what you could do. And my grandparents were outside of the well. At, when we when I was a kid, they were the same area code, but then they split up. They started like adding new area codes as more and more people were getting phones moving and area, in. yeah, moving yeah. in. So well, I remember my first phone number was a seven one four, and then obviously you know it changed over all the years. Yeah. So. And then it went to 909, yeah. right? And my grandparents yep. were also 714, but then they theirs went to 818, and then it went to 626. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've gotten the, the text message, but uh, there's a new overlay in our area. So we're going to start getting uh, phone numbers that start with an 840. Really? I did not see that. Yeah. Uh, Verizon texted and just said that, you know, starting on February 1st, you'll have to start dialing the 909 every time or else your call won't be completed. Wow. Well, here's the thing. That doesn't affect me because my cell phone still has a 626 area code because I've had the same phone number since 1997. Oh, what? Yes. That's so crazy. 1997, same phone number. So if you look at my old business cards or flyers that I put up for shows back in the day, same mm-hmm. phone number. Wow. I think Heidi's had her phone number almost like 20 years now. I mean, what was the point of changing? I, I know it. Everyone knows it, you know? so See, I had a business phone for a lot of years, and so I didn't – I had a cell phone. I had a number, and then – um I worked in concrete and construction, and you know you, they gave you a phone. Right. I had that number for oh gosh, fifteen years or so, and then now you know the last eight I've had a different phone number. Well, nowadays it hardly matters because you just—I mean, right? What phone numbers do you have memorized? Barely any. I know my grandparents' yeah. number still because that was the number. You know, they don't even have that phone anymore, obviously. <laughs> But I still remember it. Yeah, I mean, I remember my first phone number from, you know, growing up as a kid, but that's about yeah. it. I know Heidi's phone number. I know Janelle's, but that's it. Like, if I was yeah. to lose my phone and I'm out in the wild, I would have... I think I know my mom's phone number, because she's had that for a long time. But my dad's changed it so often, I don't remember his number now, you know? That's it. That's the only ones I know. It's different times, well... For sure. It's a good thing we're not we're dependent upon when the rates go down for us to do the podcast. Oh, absolutely. I mean... <laughs> I can't remember. Well, we are doing it late at night, so we, this is a good time to do it as any. Yeah, we're at the cheapest rate. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I mean, then we had to pay minutes for internet. Oh, yeah. That would have been trouble, too. Yeah, you only got so much, and then it was, you paid. We would not be recording hour-long episodes uh, of a podcast <laughs> no, we back would. then. <laughs> We'd be at, uh, it's Alex P. Keaton is my friend, the 11-minute edition. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, that brings us back up to the current times. Now we have everything, everything's included. One rate, one plan. Sha-la-la-la! Was there a moral to this episode that you picked up on? So, I, I do have a moral. And sometimes you have to be flexible with kids and you have to let them be who they are. Life isn't a mold. It was kind of like a different angle uh, to look at, you know, looking at Mallory this time is one we had last time with Alex that... Mm-hmm. They had this image that they wanted Mallory to stick with, and it's not how she's going to be successful. But she's clearly capable of having, a, you know, success as as a working person that just might not look the same way as they had imagined it. Yeah, exactly. Every kid's going to be a little different. Yeah. You got to let them be who they are. Yeah, I think the one other important lesson that I learned from this one too is don't walk into a dressing room. <laughs> without looking what you're walking into right that's you know that's good wisdom and and i think skippy's got an older woman (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> talking about buying laundry for his mom and then walks in on an old lady oh. and falls in love with her. Oh, Skippy. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if you picked up on it, but Stephen and Elisa, that they've been married for 20 years. Well, Alex is like 1920-ish. And at this point, like, Heidi and I have been married longer than that. We're at 23. Wow. So you are more experienced as a married couple and with kids than the Keatons. Yeah. And our kids, we still have younger kids, too. Yeah, that's true. We're not very bright. Let's see. Janelle and I are coming up (laughs) on 18 years, so we're a little behind you. But we're close. Yeah. We're close to the Keatons. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. No. It goes so fast. I was just talking with Janelle the other day. This house that we live in here, we lived in, you know, we live in Ukaipa. We moved here um, going on 11 years now. This is the house that I've lived in for the longest consecutive time in my life. Wow. Yeah. Now, I did live a little bit longer in my childhood home, like in high school, but it was broken up because we actually moved out of the house for a year and then moved back into it somewhere in the middle. Oh, that's right. Because you guys were living at the camp. Right. We lived down uh, down in Pasadena area down there with by the camp. But even then, if you add the years together, it's only, I think it was 12 years that I lived in the same house. So we're even wow. coming up on that, which is just crazy because, I don't know, I still feel like I'm new in town, you know? <laughs> so I lived in my childhood home um, until I was 19. And then Heidi and I have moved, I don't know, four or five times now over all the years, but... We were in our longest house was 15 years. You got me beat. We'll get there, though. Yeah, that was the the one that we just moved out of a couple years ago. We lived there for 15. Well, all I know is if we ever do have to move out of this house, it's going to be really hard. <laughs> I got too much junk. I, I think we're just stuck here. <laughs> well, and too many memories. and. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. But you should yeah, see yeah. my garage. Because <laughs> I've been well, out there heard- going through boxes today, and it's like, oh, my gosh. If we had to move right now, I don't know what we would do. Are you getting rid of stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's the, I mean. Consolidating. Both, like getting rid of some stuff, organizing things, putting them away, or, you know, like, we Janelle has a whole system, which is actually really cool, where she has, like, these tubs, like, storage tubs, and she numbers them, and then mm-hmm. she's got, like, a little document on the computer or whatever that says, you know, tub 23 is scrapbooking stuff. You know, things that we don't need to have out all the time, but when she needs it, right. that way we know where it's at. We have, I mean, I think there's something like 49 tubs right now, you know, (laughs) Um, which, you know, I went out today and was looking through trying to find something and I came across a tub that only had a couple items in it. So, you know, combining things and making the storage a little more efficient, but also trying to get rid of stuff uh, along the way because there's too much. I know exactly what you mean. I (sighs) told Heidi the only way I want to move again is feet first. Yeah, I, it's just, it can't happen. We're, we're not doing it. We're not going anywhere. Nope, nope. It's going to become an ancestral home. Yeah. You know, you'll die and the kids just move in. That's right. <laughs> They'll move back in with their spouse. <laughs> well, part of it, too, is like, we look. We were looking at some of these old home videos. And, you know, before we had kids, I mean, I had a lot of junk back then, but nothing like with kids. Like, oh, yeah. Our house looks like empty compared to what it is now. They've just got stuff everywhere, you know. And yep. It's, it's understandable, but man. A lot of stuff. Then there's memories with it, yep. so you don't want to throw it away. But at no. the same time, do you need every picture, everything they've ever made, every you know, everything? You don't, but you just can't get rid of it. So we do have it all, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. We did we have bins and bins outside ourselves it's, for each one of the kids. You know, there's there's plenty of other junk I'll get rid of before that. Yeah, exactly. Now I did finally have to like agree to get rid of some of the baby furniture and things like that because oh. even though I'm like attached to it, I'm like, I guess we don't need to have it in the garage still because we're not using it. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay to move past that. It's hard, though. Like, it's then I go, oh, I remember, like, I still know how to unlatch the high chair because that's where we put the kids in all, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that sense memory to it. But also, I had to walk past it to go get to the storage bins. (laughs) You know. It's time to stop walking past it. I think so. We'll see. Aw, sad day. All right, once again, I have no idea how we got here, but I think we got ourselves <laughs> to the end of the episode one way or another. I think so. We went on a tangent. There's nothing like a good tangent, so I'm okay with that. It was fun. Well, it was fun. Thank you so much for co-hosting with me, Keith. Oh, thank you. Thank you, listeners, for listening along. We appreciate you guys uh, going along on the ride. 
Thank you, Janelle, for writing in. That's right. And just because you live in my house doesn't mean you can't send a letter in. So if anyone else in my house <laughs> wants to write in, I guess that's my kids or Janelle. So that's, yeah. that's a limited audience. But you know who I'm saying. <laughs> Same. I, you know, anybody in my house, if they want to write in, they're more than welcome. Heidi watches the show with you sometimes, I know. So, she does. I mean, you yep. can let her know. She can write in. We'll read it on the air or on the recording or anywhere. I'll just read it all <laughs> over the place. We're just going to read it. <laughs> so if you listeners would like to write to us, uh, you can write to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com or, of course, find us on Facebook and send us a message there. All right, well, that's going to do it. So once again, thank you, Keith. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do? Without us And there ain't no nothing We can love each other through What would we do, baby Without